good evening, and welcome to our show. Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is Suzanne. I'm Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. Hi, this is Deanna. Well, welcome everybody to our latest episode of Cherry Ice Cream Smile. And we are super excited to have Bart from the Wild Boys Duran Duran Experience based in Dallas, Texas. And he is their guitar player extraordinaire. So welcome, Bart. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I I got real excited when you guys reached out to me. So thank you. Well, will you tell us a little bit about the band to kind of kick off and then we'll just jump in from there? Yeah, well, the Wild Boys were, were based in Dallas, Texas, but we travel all around. And one of the things that uh, our big focus is that we honor the ongoing legacy that is Duran Duran. We that means um, because I am Don Brown in the band, we dress like modern Duran. Everything that we do is from their first album till now. We don't want to have anything that's off limits. We don't want to just stick to one era because that would eliminate tons and tons of hits and deep cuts and fan favorites if we just limit it just to the Andy era or or to the Warren era or to when Andy came back for the second <laughs> with me being Dom that means whatever Duran is doing right now that's what we want to do to the best that we can tribute level if that makes sense that definitely makes sense I want to see Duran right now and so that that's what we did awesome how do you know about learning all the new songs like you guys had pressure off almost immediately how do you go about <clears throat> making that happen like that with pressure off this is if, if we're going to dress like modern day Duran, then we need to play some modern day Duran, um, which is, you know, you know, from the last several records we need. But if we're going to play Pressure Off, which is the big hit off of this album, we just feel like are not really being a legit Duran tribute band to say, oh, yeah, we're Duran tribute. Oh, yeah. Well, why don't you play Pressure Off? Mm. That's their big song right now. Well, we have to and we want to, you know, with adding a song like Pressure Off, we study it. We all just do our due diligence and try to recreate it the best that we can. Everyone in the band has the same gear that Duran uses or something that's really close to it to get those sounds. When we adding pressure off was so big for us because so many people at the at the shows would say, you know, I really liked Duran Duran and growing up and, you know, I haven't really stuck with everything, but what was that song? Pressure <laughs> off. And I go, you haven't heard that. What's happening is when we're playing some of these songs live, people that are more on the casual side or just want to go out and have a good time, they're opening up their iTunes and buying Duran Duran songs and pressure off is pretty much in every single show now because it's it's a big showstopper because when they play pressure off they have the big confetti cannons <laughs> yeah. yes. yes we love that if we play a venue that's big enough that can support that then we try to um you know we don't have this as an extensive machine as they do but we we do the confetti cannons during pressure off too because we want to be on point so yeah pressure off we've done uh from Paper Gods, we've done um, Pressure Off. We've also, um, we do mashups and stuff, and we've done a mashup where we started off playing What Are the Chances, and we faked everybody out, went into a different song. Yeah, so there you go. That's, That's awesome. awesome. The next time I hear Wild Boys, I'm going 
going to bring a pocket of confetti and throw it at the right time. So really even- <laughs> you know when to do it too, right? Exactly. Yeah. So how long have you guys been doing this? Or how long have you been doing this? We've been doing this for three years. It was a, it was a slow start, kind of a slow start of kind of getting out there, getting feelers for everything and seeing how everything is going to work. And then it just really picked up the speed. And I say it's a slow start because while Boys was was put together by a manager, a Def Leppard tribute band called uh, Def Legend. A manager of that band found certain people and put the band together, kind of fabricated it out the way that you want. Everyone was going to be on the same page. It's a lot of work to be in a tribute band. We just didn't have the right camera for different reasons. And so uh, going our separate ways and having to find other people. So once we found the other people, then it really picked up. You know, it's just a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's good work. It's fun. You really have to kind of analyze everything from the clothes to the music to the sound and to their mannerisms and what they do. And it's not for everybody. Is the easiest yeah. part the music? Because I would imagine you could find tabs or something and learn the music. But I, I, I think the clothes might be the hardest part. I don't know. You know, I'll be honest with you. I love, I mean, I'm just going to speak for myself. I can't speak for my band. None of that's hard for me. Yeah. I love doing <laughs> so much that listening to it, music yeah. and learning it isn't hard for me because I want to. You know, I'm so crazy with my clothes that, oh gosh, what is Dom wearing now? He's got this purple <laughs> and black checkered belt. I'm going to make it by hand. Oh, uh, it's my. Still, that's so, awesome. What's, but what's, so that's not the hard part. The hard part is it's a business. It's everybody being on the same page because I can tell you right now, just like the real Duran Duran, we're all so different people and we all have different goals and, and getting everybody on the same page, knowing it's all for the greater good. That's probably the thing because everyone in the band wants us to be the most successful as we possibly can be. Not everyone is going to agree. I mean, think about this. How many times have you seen a Duran documentary where they're arguing about the set list? And the thing is, <laughs> that is the same thing in our band. Creating the yeah. set list is so hard. That's the yeah. hard part for us is is the set list because one thing that I try to explain to people is and I don't try to make this simple is that when I got into this I was like I'm gonna play all the songs that Duran doesn't do and everyone wants to hear I'm gonna play Shadows on Your Side and then I'm gonna do and then we're gonna do this you know what we're gonna play uh, Universe Alone and then we're gonna go play <laughs> Is Anyone Out There and uh, and then we're gonna play um, uh, something really obscure you know whatever it is you know I can do I don't even know why I said those songs what I'm just saying is <laughs> You can't do that in a tribute band because maybe 30% of your crowd are Duranis. And you can't, and and if you, whereas majority of the people there are casual fans that used to really be into the band and life happened, families, or people just want to go out and have a good time. So if you were to cater your entire show to nothing but the diehard Duranis, you would fail. And what's, and that's what's hard. It's like, you, you've got to find that balance. We can't do a whole set of deep cuts you just can't yeah. we would we, people wouldn't come back and so the hardest part uh, is yeah. balancing That's, uh, the set balancing the casual fan versus the people that just want to go out and have fun and go oh my god that was duran duran i didn't know they played that and so finding the balance that of the set list is the hardest part but it's all in good fun you know we have yeah. good arguments yeah. that's what it's all in fun and, and I'll, I'll be honest i don't win a lot of them so <laughs> you know, <being laughs> the band with me is either a curse or a blessing because i'm so hardcore i think that's the hardest part um, like you said is the clothes the hard part what's really nice is that patty palazzo from punk masters is so sweet and and a sweet dear friend and that i've gotten to know and luckily i, I was finally got to meet her in vegas she'll tell us you know hey this is what duran just got and so that way we if they're gonna start wearing it then we want to be wearing it and mm-hmm. if we're designing an outfit 
Like there's been several times where I've reached out and talked to Jeffrey, if you don't know who he is, or maybe you do. And I'll go, hey, how did you make this for Dom? And he'll tell me some tips and then I'll shoot him some pictures of like, hey, this is what I did. Or he'll say like, here's a perfect example. You're not going to be able to recreate this jacket. I got this from a set of drapes. And that was like the only (laughs) drapes that ever existed in the world. And And so there's some things like... Because the clothes that I wear and the band wears on stage, Wobblers, we basically, any we dress like from Red Carpet Massacre through All You Need Is Now to Paper Gods. We balance it out with our looks, more current looks. But when, especially with Comes to Dom, you know, I've uh, reached out to Jeffrey several times and, and asked for assistance or guidance in what he did so I can try to recreate it. It's really nice too. Yeah, um, he's cool. That's so to, really make cool. Long, to make a long story yes. long, it's not, <laughs> not the music part because we all are passionate about it. It's not the clothes. It's so fun it, it's the uh, it's trying to find a common ground to please the fans that's what i think it is because you know well we got to have this song got to have that problem is and it's a great problem duran duran has pretty much more hits than anybody out there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know they've sold over 100 million albums and their last album was a top 10 in billboard they're ongoing and so when you have a band that's not just only had 10 hits well duran duran's had so many and even the non-hits 14 are, albums yeah. yeah it's so yeah hardest part is how can we please everybody in that room and the one thing that we did we came up with this really good formula is that not one show in the same oh nice if you're coming why don't you play this song we played it the last four shows or when are you going to play this song oh well that's going to be at our next show and so it keeps people coming back it keeps things fresh for us that's our big that's our hardest thing is trying to make sure everyone is happy and our goal is to get the diehard Durannies to grow in number because mm-hmm. a lot of I mean I've had Durannies say i came out tonight i go oh well i'm glad you're here thank you well what'd you think well i really liked it i didn't want to come though well why didn't you want to to ruin it we've had Uh, they're so afraid we're going to ruin the legacy that they don't come and so if they're hopefully they're hooked the last thing that you want to get is these diehard duranities that fact check you because we've been fact checked no one wants to be fact checked and so and um really have on video on my phone that somebody sent me that our singer accidentally called out the wrong album because we were doing a mashup you know duran does mashups we were doing friends of mine into um hold back the rain and like and right before friends of mine he called out this is off the rio album and well friends of mine is not on rio and the whole like the whole song (laughs) there's this band that is not the right album how dare (laughs) and it's like i guess i can't post that clip and so that was an accident, you know? I mean, I've heard, you know, when I was in Vegas, Simon made messed up on stage and then yes. stuff and all that. Yes, yes. He um, does that occasionally, yes. He does that a lot, yeah. yes. <laughs> but it's like, don't, it's so, uh, no one wants to be fact-checked. I mean, there was another time when we were playing in Oklahoma City and that was kind of early on and, you know, we, all of us weren't, we were trying to do the clothes as best as we could, you know, best as we could and, of course, we're well, way better now in the clothing department but our drummer wore uh, this jacket in this uh, this family and goes, I've never seen Roger wear that jacket. He hasn't worn this. <laughs> wow. And I, go, wow. And, I go, and I was like, <laughs> okay. And I go, well, did you like anything about the show? Oh, yeah. I loved it. You play Friends of uh, uh, so like, Oh, okay. We'll, we'll work <laughs> the jacket. So um, that was early on. So we, we try to avoid anything that's ever really going to fact 
check us because it's not a good feeling. You've been in other other genres of cover bands and you guys do shows with other bands, you know, the Tears for Fears cover band and some other ones. How is how does Wild Boys kind of compare to them? Is it a similar thing or is it totally different? The thing is the tribute scene is so different. Let me tell you, it, it depends on your band. You can be a tribute band, but you don't dress the part. You can be a tribute band and you're paying tribute to a band, but you don't look like the band. You're not trying to look like the band. You don't have the same gear as the band. You don't have the same, but you're going out and playing that band's music. Um, and so the thing is, you want to honor that band's legacy there, but you, and you're calling it a tribute band. And you can do that. Or you can be a tribute band that one member dresses the part, no one else, and they put all the pressure usually on the singer, and no one else is going to do it. You can do that. Or you you can uh, be in a tribute band where everybody dresses the parts, wears clothes the best they can, they're going to match, have the same gear, and have everything to give you pretty much the same ex- experience. So it just depends on what kind of band you are and what you're going for, what you want to do. And with us, we all said we want to be all in. People are going to fact check you. And, and um, Duran Duran one of those bands where you've got to be all in. That was our goal from the beginning. And it, that doesn't work for every band. Some people go, why well, I really like that band, but I can't get facial surgery to look like so-and-so, right? And so, um, and there's some people like, oh, I'm not dressing up that stupid. I'm not going to wear that that dumb. <laughs> With our band, there's nothing cooler and more fun than strapping on the clothes, getting out there, and having everybody sing these songs, and mm-hmm. people wanting to take your picture after the show and lining up their Duran changed their life. Duran did this for them, and we've had people cry and and just oh. I'm not I'm telling you, it's the most amazing feeling. Whenever we get done playing a show, especially if it's a good one, let's hope if it's a really good one, we don't feel the ground because it's an honor to have all of them tell us how Duran's changed their life. You know, they didn't get to see them or they couldn't afford them or they, they go every time and this is just something magical to them. And this is why we do it. It's an amazing, it's an amazing high. You don't, I always say, don't, there's no reason to do drugs. Get in a Duran tribute band. You'll be high. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so, I love that. To answer your question, hopefully I did, is that when playing with different tribute bands out there, no matter who they are, it just depends on what their, what their goal is. They just want to tribute the music or do they want to tribute the whole package. It's, it's just, it's up to that band. And with us, it's important that we're all in. And if you don't, want to be all in then maybe this band isn't the one for you one of the things that when we were looking for a bass player because tori was not our original john taylor when i originally you know when i said we got off to kind of a slow start because we figured out really quick after the first show what this band was going to take um so tori was our second bass player trying to find the right john taylor is very daunting because one we all know that john is a is an amazing player um he looks fantastic let's be honest when you hear Duran Duran tribute, you are expecting somebody that is a badass. And trying to find that badass isn't easy. We were getting frustrated and like, man, we got to find the right person. And then we found Tori. And, you know, Tori looks great. She was ready to do the clothes. And she got, uh, she ended up getting some of the same bases that John Taylor had are very similar. And playing with her was great because it put all those guys that we auditioned to shame because they couldn't cut it. And she, here's this girl. And I hate the fact that sometimes females get, have this stigma against them. And you all know what I'm talking about. It was really great that she was out there base shaming the the hater 
so it was great. I'm having Tori there was great because it added something, you know, people like, oh, there's no way there can be a Duran tribute. No one can handle John Taylor. And then there's Tori doing it and, and looking great doing it. It was nice for the for the females that were expecting, you know, some hot, sexy bass player. What they got instead was a hot, sexy female bass player that <laughs> was going to pump up the female community. You know, you know what I'm saying? So it it it, uh, it worked in, in, you know, a different way. You know, Tori's a friend and, you know, she she's not in the band anymore. But, uh, you know, when she was there, uh, she brought the heat. And, and we're excited about your new John Taylor that's coming very soon. Yes, Ben. Boston's own Ben. Yes, Ben Post. <laughs> ben Post Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ben. Ben has a, been a good friend of mine for several years. He and I talked around all the time we nerd out i don't know you know i couldn't tell you who's the most hardcore durani because he would probably say bard is and i say no ben is you know so and we're like okay you know we're 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 so hardcore into duran duran on everything that they do that it's like when the chocolate hits the peanut butter with us so um, it was a no oh, yeah. yeah that's it so it was a no-brainer for um when we needed to find a bass player for um for Ben to be the guy. It was um, not only because he's a good friend, but he knows the band. He has John's a lot of John's bases. He just got a new another one. We posted, he just found one on the internet on like early 1980s Aria bass that was a model that, you know, John has used over the years. Um, I saw a picture of that and it yeah. is beautiful. Ah, it's, yep. it's an amazing shape. And of course, Ben wants to dress the part. And so um, we couldn't be more excited to have Ben. The hardest part is that we haven't been able to play live with Ben yet. Yeah. So tell us about your Duran Duran journey. You're a Durani and you're a guy that's a Durani. So when did it start? Like, give us details. Okay. Well, it started the very first time I remember seeing Duran on TV. They were playing Faster Than Light at a live performance. And I was hooked from then. But the problem is, is that Duran has gotten me in a lot of trouble growing up, either <laughs> with my mom or with school or financially because all the money that I've sunk into playing because um, the, the thing is when I was uh, a kid I didn't want to be at school I wanted to be at home watching MTV and Duran Duran videos so I would come up with different illnesses and <laughs> pretend to be <laughs> And I would could literally give you an Oscar-winning performance. And so the thing is, is that my apartment was right next to the elementary school. Back then, you know, they weren't going to make my mom take off work. Thick Bart's always sick. And I literally could walk across the crossing, cross the street, uh, uh, and I would just cross it. Uh, and there's my, my apartment was right there. It was the first one. So I could just leave school, cross the crosswalk. That's the word I was looking for. Cross, And I was at home. So what I would do is just pretend to be sick. No one can my methods were pretty stellar. You know, the thing is when you tell the nurse or at school, oh man, I've got diarrhea. They're not going to go check. So I would just go home, start my, you know, infatuation with Duran and, and, and uh, hope to see a video. And the thing is, I'd be so tired and I fall asleep. Like it hasn't come on yet. Start to fall asleep. And then I wake up. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, you know, my mom caught on to all that mess. Yeah, and I started playing bass in third grade because of John Taylor. And then wow. when Power Station came out, I'm like, sorry, Andy Taylor was bringing the heat. Switched to guitar, never looked back. The, that's, I think that's kind of, you know, where it is. And, uh, you know, the I've been, I've loved them. They're my band and um, through Thick and Thin. And one of the things that, that 
as I got older and I wasn't chasing record deals anymore, I already been through all that and on and that kind of stuff. I said, well, I'm going to, cause I quit music. What I, you know, mm. I, I won this contest through VH1 called rock across America where I'm the best unsigned songwriter and band. What? Yeah. And I got I to play that. that with, we got to play the rock and roll hall of fame and all this stuff. And we had managers and producers and all this what? stuff. It was, great. it was, it was awesome, but it all came crashing down. We could have our own behind the music <laughs> really quick after that. It's a dangerous business. And, what was the uh, name of the band that you were with or were you with a band then? Yeah, yeah. No, I was with a band at that time called, and it, it, we had a, it, it was called SMDC and it, and it was, people just started calling it SMDC because it stood for Soulmates Dinner Club. Soulmates gotcha. Dinner Club was the, name of the, was the name of the song that we had and we just started and everyone, we said, man, that's a cool name, Soulmates Dinner Club and everyone just called us SMDC. After all the crazy fiasco with the record company stuff and, and management and whatever, we ended up breaking up and then I started becoming a solo artist and when I was a solo artist I was advised that Bart Van Bummel like to Van Halen or just didn't have that rock thing that I may want to change it so I became a solo artist and I became an alias called Owen Bishop when I was Owen Bishop I got to do a lot of cool things got one of my songs on some radio and I mean we, we and it was it was crazy but then ended up quitting music and kind of got nasty between some producers kind of like a war thing. I don't want to get into it, but uh, it's drama. And so I quit music for over a decade, sold all my stuff and never looked back. You know, I'm done, you know, forget it. Next thing you know, starting to play again and I get lured out of retirement and I, I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to come out of retirement, I want to do a tribute to my favorite band, Duran Duran. Put out an ad and that's how I found Mick, our Roger Taylor in wow. uh, Wild Boys. And we became good friends and then and then we ended up finding Juan, our Simon LaJuan, our Simon LeBon in our band. And then uh, we tried getting some things going at first and it just kept getting stalled and it wasn't the right people and then it fell apart. And then later on, a manager from the Def Leppard tribute band put us all together. And so I guess that's our journey. It's been a fun one. It's been an expensive one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing cooler than, you know, reaching out to Dom Brown and saying, you know, I'm going to be you. When I dress up, I'm going to look like you. I'm going to have close to the same gear, if not the same gear as you. And it's really cool when he gets back and he sends you his guitar rig rundown so I can have the same stuff that he has and the same sounds. Wow, so, sweet. Wow. So, um, so I'm fortunate. That's you know. awesome. I mean, that's a big, you know, for for Dom to have done that. So I have guess you met him in person? I met him. Yeah. And I remember uh, the first words he said to me. Um, I don't know Which if I should, I don't know if I should repeat them here because they're foul. <laughs> Oh, come on. Um, repeat, but, them. Okay, I'll repeat them. Repeat them. Because he and I, you know, had talked before. I'm a tall guy. I'm 6'3", you know. Uh -huh. And so when he first saw me, he goes, he's just kind of took took a step back and goes, you're one tall motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so uh, that was fun, yeah. Oh, Dom. So, it, it's, the thing is, you know, like I've told you before, is you know, to have Dom, you know, give me his guitar rig rundown, to have Jeffrey help me with the clothes, to have mm -hmm. Patty Palazzo help the band. We're lucky. We work hard. We take chances. And we only want to be the best that we can be. Mark, I'll give you an example. Our singer, Juan, he, he, he goes and rents rehearsal rooms by himself. So he can just not have the band, have anything. He just sits there and because he, he wants to become a better Simon. So he goes wow. in rehearsal rooms so where he can just go focus on himself to do what he needs to do. And so in all of us, every day, we're working and working and working. And, and Craig, our Nick Rhodes, he 
the the you know he's got Nick's same Roland synthesizer and the amount of work that he puts in to the band to not only sound and the clothes I mean half of our tech we have a band texting chain half of our texting chain is all of us trying to one up each other with the latest clothes that we have <laughs> yeah Greg, or, or Nick Rhodes you know he's got well he, what he'll he'll just do this for like like there's nothing even I mean during this pandemic there's like there's not shit going on so what he'll do is he just gets <laughs> up as Nick Rhodes he's sitting at home to do nothing <laughs> just start putting on clothes and doing his own little fashion shows and puts on his Nick Rhodes wig and just starts, That's awesome. and doing, you know, pouty faces and personal lips. And, uh, <laughs> nice. and, and he starts sending us photos of this stuff. And he's like, oh yeah, and by the way, check out this new outfit that just came. We all have a lot of fun with it. And our drummer, Mick, who's our Roger, he just everything that from the kit, his drum kit, I've got to have Roger's purple drum kit that sparkles. Um, uh-huh. The sounds, like he literally goes, I isolated the sound from Wild boys the song with the drums and i was able to sample it and it's the exact thing that they do so the, wow. the stuff that we do everyone just works so hard to recreate it the best that we can and there's something else I, there's a, a huge success with what we do i need to mention is that one of the things that was important to us as i said is that we're trying to honor the ongoing legacy of duran that's where where you know we look like the band we dress like the band baran duin if you know who she is Mm-hmm. Yes. Brian Dewin Brick does uh, a lot of Duran's photos for their social media and her own. She's be- become a good friend and very sweet. And she's given us full access to her photos because one of the things that we think is very important is that we look like the band and we can take our image from the show and match it right next to the real member. And because she lets us do that, that's so cool because we're reminding people in the hardcore Duranis that still think Simon has a mullet and a, and a George Michael beard from <laughs> that Duran does not look like that because there was a person that was on our social media and they made a comment that man, I really like the Wild Boys. They really sound like them. They just don't look like Duran. What do you mean we don't look like Duran? I go, when was the last time you saw what they look like? And I was taken aback. And I'm like, do you know how much work we put into this album? <laughs> and you know, I don't look like the band. I said, my guitar is the same one. Yeah. My clothes are the same. His clothes are the same. Her clothes are the same. What do you mean? And so when that person said that, they, I guess the last time they, they saw what Duran looked like, I, I don't know what era it was, but by having the real images with our marketing and that's what we do and a lot of it is with um Duin with her photos if we, we we take our photo we put it next to the real band their image that way when we post stuff on our social media you say look they're really working hard here for you mm-hmm. and if you don't know what duran looks like today here's the photo and this is why i mean quite honestly if we were to go out there and dress like arena duran that might look kind of silly i mean those guys were doing it in their early 20s and that's great well we're not in our early 20s anymore that look doesn't necessarily work yeah. but, but i will say this there's been a lot of talk of maybe for a special show that we go back in time and do some of those early albums looks for a special show and playing a full album i like that there's a difference between the nostalgia and tribute and you guys are definitely doing tribute right versus getting stuck in a nostalgia thing. I think of Journey. You've mentioned a couple of things and the only thing I think of is all the Journey cover bands out there. It's just nostalgia and I don't think that you guys are doing that. I think that you're honoring a catalog of music that spans 40 years and 14 albums. I appreciate that and I'm glad it's not 
a nostalgia thing because obviously you would be bored with that. It, it wouldn't be interesting. To well, I, I appreciate that. We work so hard. And that's the thing is even within their own tribute community, it's divided because you just said the word cover band. Mm-hmm. You can, mm-hmm. If you're not the part, if you're not looking the part, you don't have the same gear, then aren't you just a cover band covering that band? Mm-hmm. And then some mm-hmm. people are like, no, we're not. We're tributing them. I'm not here to debate anybody within the tribute scene. I'm like, whatever, again, whatever makes you work. But I like how you said that. The thing is, nobody is happy in Wild Boys because there's so much to do. There's so much left to do. Mm -hmm. There's so many hits we haven't even gotten to yet. Mm -hmm. There's so many deeper cuts we haven't gotten to yet. That's why no show has been the same. We're like, we're not going to be happy until we do this song. So then we start doing that song. Well, we're not going to be happy until we do this one. Okay. (laughs) We're not going to be happy. And that's what's so fun. It's because we're all so passionate about what we do. And and something I need to mention is our female backing singer, our Anna Ross, uh, Maddie Ferguson. She she also she portrays Joan Jett in a Joan Jett view. Nice. You know, and so with her being in the band, that's another thing is Duran has a female vocalist and they've had basically, you know, they will they've either had one or two depending ever since Every the Ragged Seven Tiger. Ragged Tiger Tour. Uh, BJ and Elson. And, BJ right, and, and still, uh, That's right. And so, and, you know, they've had one or, or two since, pretty much since then for almost all the tours. There was a couple of tours, I think, during Pop Trash and maybe Madazzaland that they that they didn't. It's important to us that we have that female sound. And, and with Maddie, it's so great because she gives us that authenticity from what Duran does. And it really helps with just making it sound more full and more dynamic and, and and especially with with a lot of their latest stuff, there's a lot of female lead vocals. You know, not it's not just mm-hmm. come on that has that. Mm-hmm. I mean, last night in the city. Last night in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a just a there's just a lot of songs that have the that really feature the strong female singing Maddie there, um, who is fearless, ready to take it on. So I'm blessed to have great band members, and we all work so hard, and we just it's it's hard because especially with this pandemic that's going on, and we're so mm-hmm. ready to have you know ben get out there and, and and get the get this thing going and it's just been hard so we're trying to keep it yeah. special with social media and what we do you know real quick is everyone in the band a lifelong durani or have you brought them into the kingdom well with like because tori was younger when she yeah. was in the band yeah. she was she was in a like a like a real hardcore metal cover band she became a fan okay because she became a fan and got really in deep. That was nice. You know, she, nice. she was late to the game. And then, but once she got to the game, that's, she was, became very passionate. So that was awesome. With Mick, our, our Roger, our Mick on drums, he's, he's pretty darn hardcore. And he's been like that since growing up. I mean, he used to have the same Nick Rhodes Arcadia black hair look. Um, nice. That's the way he looked in high school. And of course, you know, Ben, he's super yeah. hardcore like me yeah. with Juan. You know, he grew up on our, our Simon Lawan. He grew up, you know, really appreciating and loving Duran Duran. I think that being in a tribute band, you really have to go. Everyone has to go even deeper. I mean, I, I'm already, I can't I don't know how much deeper I can go. I'm scraping the bottom. OK, <laughs> but um, everyone has to. I mean, because. You know, what happens, I mean, think like this. So someone, a fan comes up to you and tells you, you know, what's uh, what do you think of this song? You better know what album that song's on. You know, you, you got to know if you, you thing yeah. is, if you, if you don't know the band better fake it really well, or people are going <laughs> to to see that if you don't like the band that you're paying tribute to then you shouldn't be in that band 
Absolutely. You know, like, oh, I just want to get out and play. Well, do you like the band? No, but that band's been taken that I want to be in. So I'm just going to start this <laughs> Trust me. Oh, I, wow. Yeah. Because the thing is, venues aren't having original music. Um, it really, it's hard to get original artists in there unless you're signed. Cover bands are not going to make as much money. The tribute bands, there's more money to be made because you're really giving people this great, hopefully this great experience. Man, I really want a fun night out. Well, is, you said Journey. Well, Journey's not in town, but tonight, quotes, they are. Oh, I want yeah. to go. Yeah. So you want to yeah. And so you're going to pack it in. Man, we've got a great tr- a Journey tribute band up here. You know, you see what I'm getting at? So it's like there yeah. can be money to be made. If you're up there faking it, people are going to see it. I think some of those tributes, they're not going to make much money. My point is that if you're not really passionate about the band, I think some people are going to see it from the audience. So. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Bart, how can how can our listeners find you on social media? Um, yes, we. Um, if you want to go to our Instagram page, we are Duran Duran Dallas. What's really nice about our Instagram is that we don't always post the same thing on our Facebook. On Facebook, you can find us uh, uh, Wild Boys Duran Duran Experience, and then of course our website is wildboysdd.com. But but what's nice is that we don't post the same things everywhere and we like to keep it fresh because one thing that we figured out is that for some reason our Instagram is more international than our Facebook more people on our that we talk to on our Instagram page they're from we've got this huge Italy following and people in Europe that are dying for a Duran tribute and they're only or even Duran Duran to come back mm-hmm. to their country to them we're the closest thing and so our Instagram following yeah we have people here from the states but a lot of it seems to be uh, born which is, is great. And so whereas our Facebook, it's like all over, it's global, but uh, it's, uh, you know, more of those people are here in the United States. We try to meet the needs of every fan, one, to keep them going back to different things and to keep it fresh. If we post the same thing on all our social media, get boring. Someone go, oh, did you see that? What? How did I miss it? Oh, I was on their Insta. Oh, well, I'm not on their Insta. So not, Facebook isn't for everybody. Instagram isn't for everybody. We do our best. You find once us. Once start back up, the shows will be on your website and on your Facebook page, correct? So once we can actually start going to live music again, again that's how people can find you in Texas and the Southwest? Yes, you can find us. Uh, we always post it on our Instagram, our website, and Facebook. It's hard. We have people asking us, why don't you come up here? Why don't you go there? <laughs> well, bring us up there so it's not as easy as they think and it's not cheap you know so if we're going to go play your city then we're going to need to make it worth our while to where we play another city or several cities along the way because it's not you know traveling isn't cheap we've traveled you know we travel around and we've had it to where we get there and oh wait you guys were, they told us we were supposed to be at the venue to load in at 3 p.m. No one's there. We're sitting there for hours. We're told that we have a hotel room rating. Uh, no hotel. Uh, being locked out of a hotel. The ven- no, one's showing up to the, no one's showing up to the venue to even let us in until 7 p.m. at night when we're supposed to be there hours before we're sitting outside. And then showtime's at 9. And we have to get a sound check. So it, traveling is not, a lot of people don't realize that depending where you play, sometimes even though you can have contracts and things like that in place, they're, they're not always foolproof so it's not as always mm-hmm. as people you know think because you know we're handling all the business ourselves we're not having yeah. tour managers and all this other stuff so but we'll do the best we can we've had offers to play different places and then the pandemic hits Ugh. 
Yeah. Anything else you'd like to just share before we sign off? Well, I hope that I answered all your questions. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I just I appreciate you guys having me on the show and I've enjoyed your podcast. I've enjoyed your photos where you guys tried to recreate Duran Duran from the paper drop. <laughs> that was so fun. Um, um, and no, I mean, I just, you know what? Let me just tell you, you know, you asked about my Duran Duran journey. I'm sitting here on a podcast with you guys talking about Randoran because yeah. so that that's my journey like if, if just say like I must have done something right if I'm on your podcast <laughs> that's great. So, it's to your point like you said you've got to be all in and so we really appreciate that because that's exactly what this podcast is about it's a passion project and there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that people don't know about to put a podcast together and I'm not saying it's as, as difficult as, as putting a tribute band together but we understand where you're coming from so yes well thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us we're being part of the tribe yes Lightning round. Favorite, favorite B-side. My favorite B-side. Mmm. Dang it. Uh, Secret October. Ooh. Nice. Andy, Warren, or Dom? Listen, I appreciate every <laughs> era of Duran. I appreciate every era. They all have great things. They're very different players, and they all bring so much to the table. And they, I, I appreciate every single, and I'm lucky that I get to play all, all of them. So I appreciate nice. it. Nice. I mean, Power Station or Arcadia? Well, Power Stations, uh, I was doing that Facebook challenge of the 10 albums that affected you the most or impacted you the most. And mine was uh, Power Station changed my life. So it was just gritty and I loved it. So I love both of them. But the Power Station album was bigger for me as a kid. But I would say the Arcadia album, So Red the Rose, is bigger for me now as an adult. Oh, wow. Favorite video? Favorite video. Okay. Favorite video. Man. That's tough. Can I give you a tie? Okay. Yeah. Um, I, it's different. I'm, I'm, it's, the way I do with videos is different. I can tell you Ordinary World, there's something so magical. I'll never forget when I saw it. Uh, there's just something about it. And Simon's in black and white and his hands open up. And there's just something I can't, it's just hard. It just hits me about everything about that video. But then I can tell you seeing the All You Need Is Now video and seeing Dom actually as getting tons of screen time wow. and hearing that song, which to oh, me is one of my Duran songs ever because the chorus All You Need Is Now is so hard to beat and seeing just Dom in that video. And I remember seeing that video going, my band is back. This is my band. And this song is <laughs> hard to beat. And so that because of that, it's, it's a different, that's why I like that video. If it makes sense. Well, and that's interesting, Bart, um, because I think that both of those videos were directed by Nick Egan. Makes I sense. Did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> First album, Rio or Seven and the Ragged Tiger? Which one? Oh, I think Seven I know the answer Tiger. to that. Seven and the Ragged Tiger? Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Even though Faster Than Light was the first song that hooked you. Was the first time I saw the band on TV, which got me into the band. But no, Seven and the Ragged Tiger, um, it just that for me, there's something about there's a darkness to that record mm -hmm. there's a darkness on this layer of darkness and Duran yeah. on some of the albums of what I call the just Duran darkness um, that yep. album has some darkness to it um, oh yeah it really that, does. Um, so that's why that one. Um, okay. But, but those aren't, uh, those those albums uh, it's funny, um, I think some of those albums, not all those albums are in my top three spots what is that? <laughs> oh my gosh what would you play in its entirety? what album? Um, okay for us as a Duran mm -hmm. tribute band, we've talked about doing the Arena album. 
um, mm. in its entirety, mm-hmm. dressed up as the members. We have talked about doing the very first album. We've talked to Duran Duran. We've talked about doing Rio in its entirety. We've also talked about doing Live in London in its entirety. And so all of them involve me being Andy. Because on Blonde, I could do the first album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've talked about that. It just depends, really. You got all our clothes have to be custom made. Everything has mm-hmm. to be right. You know, Ben has the John Taylor basses of that era. I have Andy's Yamaha SG guitar mm-hmm. from that era. And even though I'm Dom on stage, I now, part of the show, I pay homage to Andy by playing his signature guitar, yeah. um, his SG from the first three records. So I play that just to kind of like honor him and pay tribute to him a little bit every show now. I love that guitar. It's my favorite. But, uh, there you go. I'm going to cool. need to hear cool. uh, Shadows on your side, Bart. I'm just saying. But you already knew that. Uh, <laughs> I've been I've been gunning for that one since the get-go. I love Shadows on Your Side is in my top 10 Duran songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I believe that Nicholas said it's going, it's something they're working on. So it was supposed to be in the upcoming show set. Let me ask you guys this. You saw the new Duran Duran merch, which has the sound of thunder as the logo and the slogan mm-hmm. or whatever. You would find it very odd to have that on your merch, that song not in your set. So surely they put that in the right. set. <laughs> right. right. They've got to. They've got they to. We concur with that thought process. And isn't it that because it's the first song they recorded in full? So it makes sense that they would have to play it. But he, Nick also said they've been working on the first three albums and playing them in their entirety. So, so they were possibly discussing. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me tell you. I'm not going to hold my breath. I think up. with me. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. My, we'll see. One of my favorite things was the All You Need Is Now album is one of my favorite albums of them, period. And when I got to see that tour, one of my favorite things about that tour was that when they played here in Dallas, they played like seven seven or eight songs off of that album. And it's like, you know what? This We love this album. We're proud of it. We're going to play that. Um, they played like, I, th- I think it was seven songs from that on here in Dallas. And that was like the closest thing for me to seeing them play a good portion of an entire yeah. album. And yeah. I was so lucky to see that show. I miss any other other songs. I loved every second of that show because I'm never going to see it again. And I love that album so much. And to me, I was like, that's the closest I'm going to see them playing a full album until like a 40th anniversary or something. <laughs> but man, I screamed so loud and sang so much of that All You Need Is Now show. <laughs> Sick for days. Like I like my immune system was just messed up. I went like crazy at that show. I'm like, oh my gosh, save me in the moment. I'm screaming. I'm like, <laughs> I was singing Anna's parts. I was doing everything. <laughs> Thank you again. And we're so excited that you joined us to tell us a little bit about this amazing tribute band. Thanks. Yes. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. Bar- I love hearing Hi. all thank the you, stories. Thank you. Can't wait to see you guys live. Thank you for tuning in to the Cherry Ice Cream Smile podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a little while. Please subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcast player. And make sure to follow us on Instagram, too. See you again real soon.